Welcome to Detroit Today. I'm Jake Neer, and we are here at the Mackinac Policy Conference on Mackinac Island at the Grand Hotel, and we are talking all this week really about the governor's race, about all the things happening in business and politics in the state of Michigan, and joining me right now is Macomb County Executive Mark Hackle. Mark, welcome to Detroit Today. Hi, Jake. Thanks for having me. So uh, I want to start off with that discussion about the governor's race. That's been the topic du jour of this conference so far, and I, you know, what is your read at this point of, first, who's in, what are you thinking about the candidates, and, and what have they brought to the table at this point? I think it's way too early. you got people that want to get out front on this because they're trying to get an assessment as to you know how viable they will be as a candidate if people are going to support their candidacy. So you're going to see that there are names that are already in, some that are floating it out there, trying to make a determination. And you know, quite frankly, I get asked the question quite a bit, have for the last two or three years. And so no matter where I go. It's longer than two or three years. I get asked all the time. And <laughs> yeah. so you know, with that question coming about, my response usually is, you know what, I consider it. I think about it, but not every day until somebody sure. asks the question, quite honestly. So you know, love being the sheriff, and I enjoy being the county executive and with that being said you know I, I got a race that would be coming up in 2018 and I'd have to make a determination as to whether I run for executive again or if I'm interested in something else and in particular the governor's seat so with that being said I really enjoy this job as county mm. executive a lot is happening in Macomb County the momentum has been building and so for me to walk away from it is very difficult to do uh, but you know it's it's intriguing the thought you know that you could make a difference or you can really uh, challenge yourself at a state level by being the governor so the fact that people even consider you think about you as a potential candidate is is, is an honor Mm -hmm. um, so when I was asked the question earlier, uh, somebody had brought it up as a news reporter. Uh, yeah. You know, are you are you Detroit still thinking news, about running? Yeah. It was the same answer I'd been given all the time. Is yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking about it. And so they pared it down to, well, are you 50-50? And my response was, yeah, 50-50. You know, so it's like, yeah, no, I, I think about the, it. I thought the, the quote was that you said it was more than 50-50. I think maybe that's what, what well, that was. That the was the question that was asked. They said, is it 50-50 okay. more than 50-50? I said, well, at this point in time, because it's getting closer, it's more than 50-50. But, you know, I still have more of an interest in doing what I'm currently doing okay. so that's that's the reality so but again it wasn't I didn't do a press conference I wasn't right. uh, putting out a press release and I didn't start an exploratory campaign I was just answering a question that sure. somebody had asked like I normally do but when you look at the field of candidates it is starting to take shape we're starting to see who's on the Democratic side who are the likely candidates over there we're starting to see who the likely candidates are as we've known for quite a while on the Republican side do you think what do you think to yourself when you see that do you feel like there's something missing in in the field do you feel like any of these candidates really represent what your constituents are looking for in the next governor of the state of michigan yeah i think I, for me what's missing is more candidates i mm. mean i think it's great when you have a lot of candidates on both sides it gives uh, an opportunity for choices and i think that's fantastic i mean you look at the last election with the democrats and it was basically pared down to two individuals that mm -hmm. decided to run and the republicans had uh, you know they had a, a, a an open field i mean it was a tremendous amount of people so i I think giving people choices is extremely important. So I don't think any of the parties should try to, you know, lock out candidates or try to, you know, favor a candidate. The party should just allow people to kind of evolve, make a determination whether they want to run it, let them, let them run, and sure. uh, let the people decide as to who they think. So for me, first time I ran for, for sheriff, there were 13 Democrats running for that seat, and there were 11 Republicans. It was an incredible cast of personalities from all walks of life running for sheriff. And I'm thinking to myself, well, if I win, it's because I won amongst a, a, a good group of people. Uh, uh, that to me makes more sense than just kind of like having a one-on-one -on -one with somebody that you're just going to go on the attack on. So I think uh, I think what's missing right now is uh, is more candidates mm -hmm. that are interested in wanting to run for that office. Talk about Macomb County and, and the people that you represent and 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 how they are feeling right now politically. 
I mean, you you said another thing that you said in the news article was that you would possibly consider running as an independent. Macomb County has sort of become a place that uh, over the last few decades, I would say, of extreme independence in some ways. Yeah. Um, is there, you know, uh, who, what are they looking for right now? Yeah, the question was, would that be a possibility? And I thought I'd really have to seriously vet that, but I am sure. a Democrat. And if I ran, I would be running as a Democrat, mm -hmm. but a very independent and moderate. And uh, when you look at Macomb County, they are too, home to the Reagan Democrats. If you, you know, look back in history and even currently, you know, dealing with this uh, this past election of the presidency. But uh, one of the one of the things that there was a art, uh, kind of an overarching theme at the uh, Mackinac, Mackinac Policy Conference was this bringing civility back to American politics. And I tend to look at Macomb County, and I think we are, uh, we are the poster child for that. And why do mm -hmm. I say that? Well, you're getting from the executive, the highest elected office in Macomb County, somebody who is nonpartisan. When I was a sheriff, I didn't talk about politics, didn't talk about when I addressed something or dealt with an issue, uh, you know, what is it, uh, Republican versus Democrat. Um, and uh, even I was county executive, never bring it up. I don't care. I've endorsed people that were Republicans over Democratic candidates because I felt they were a much better candidate mm -hmm. for whatever particular reason. And uh, when you look at our board of commissioners in Macomb County, it's, uh, it's split uh, where you have Democrats and Republicans, but they don't argue issues uh, you know, based on partisan aspect. They, they come together and it's incredible what's happening. Even our representatives that are going to, uh, to Lansing right now, all of our representatives meet on a monthly basis and talk about Macomb County issues and what they're going to do. And in none of those discussions, and I'm part, party to those discussions, do we ever talk about, you know, who's going to go after who in election cycle and, you know, how do we take this out and, and you know, if we, if we do something, it might look good for them so we can't let that happen. Never happens. So mm. right now what's happening in Macomb County is something that I think uh, should be mirrored throughout the entire state and even at the state level because we don't talk about it from a partisan perspective. And I think that's what's working for us because there's an incredible story to tell in Macomb and the momentum has just been building upon over this last seven years. Uh, you're listening to Detroit Today. I'm Jake Neer, and right now we're talking with Macomb County Executive Mark Hackle. Uh, Mark, I want to ask you... Uh, you know, we spoke recently with uh, Mark Bernstein, who is considering a run as a Democrat in, um, in, in for, for governor. And something that he said was that he, even as a Democrat, even as someone who is of a liberal bent politically, decide, says that he wants to tap into, if he runs for governor, he wants to tap into this populist kind of message that candidates have been giving that has been so good for Donald Trump in Macomb County uh, is a really good example of that. This, this populist sentiment that it seems to be sort of pervasive in the electorate, and it's not just on the Republican side, obviously, in the election. We saw that with Bernie Sanders as well. And not to steal a, a, a question from my own host here, but he said, Stephen asked him, how can you be cynical uh, or how can you how can you capitalize on cynicism in some way without being cynical? And I'm curious what you have to say to that. How, how, how would you approach that? Because there is a certain amount of cynicism that's wrapped up in this populist uh, movement, I would say, right I now. can only go back to myself as a candidate. And uh, I think what people find attractive, uh, you know, about the, the candidacy, when I put it forward, whether it's sheriff or county executive or potentially as a governor, is the authenticity of yeah. who I am. So it's not going out there trying to prove something or be something or be angry. And uh, I think I would offer to the parties, you know, the, whoever the party leaders are and how they decide that, uh, that they need to st start looking if they really want to take uh, control of the governor's seat and uh, really move the state forward with a, with a proper agenda on behalf of everyone, that they need to focus on their their uh, primaries more of a uh, kind of a uh, how do we how do we get more ground from uh, the independent, the moderate, and maybe even some of the Republicans by not being so divisive? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think you're going to find that on either side. 
typically what happens is when there's few candidates that are running, the person who becomes the most liberal or the most uh, conservative tends to come to the forefront, but then when it goes to the general election, they lose. Mm -hmm. And the Democrats, that's happened over mm -hmm. and over again. And so the thought is, okay, if that's what we're going to do is play to the uh, the base, uh, you got to realize there's an incredible amount of uh, interest on behalf of the public to say, hang on, we don't want to hear that no more. We do want you, once you get into office, to try to figure out how to reach across the aisle to solve the people's problems. And it's not going to work if you're out there already going after the Republican Party and you're chewing on them and just kind of, you know, talking about the president, talking about the governor and saying negative things and then hoping that you get elected through the primary mm. and then trying to figure out how do you come more of the middle because now you're not being authentic. Now people are going, wait a minute, you know, what's what's happening? Well, you're trying to soften it so that you can now try to get that middle ground. But what's worse even yet is let's say you did make it through and you did get mm. elected. Do you really think the other party is going to be helpful to try to make you successful? The answer is no, they're not. But if they know that is within your DNA, that is your character, that is who you are, you're authentic, and you're willing to work across party lines because that's part of who you've been, I think you have a better chance if you did take that seat to be able to make things happen on behalf of the people rather than the party and the politics. Well, and I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I think that the, the political calculus early on, uh, a lot of it has to do with the fear of not playing to the base. But especially right off the bat, but how much of that is built into the system that we've created here? I mean, how much is it the, the candidate's fault and how much of it is just the fact that the system right now, I mean, as an example, I, I know we've been talking about governor, but when it comes to members of Congress, now it's, you know, people have to worry about their own party more than they have to worry about the other party. Uh, it's just sort of seems to be built into the way we think about politics and the way that politics actually happens in the United States now. What, what can you possibly do about it? And you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, you, you hit it right on the head. That's more of it. More, more, I think, candidates that are running for office are trying to figure out, okay, how do they get past the primary? And uh, how mm -hmm. do they become that one that, uh, that survives? And if they're not playing to that base, uh, they realize they're not going to make it. So maybe that's not really who they are, but they're out there kind of, uh, you know, speaking that language to try to get themselves elected. And then when they get in, uh, now it's a, it's a race to the middle to try to figure out, you know, how do we get that ground if it's necessary. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to legislative jobs, you know, responsibilities, or I guess if you will, uh, districts, you, you tend to find out that they've been gerrymandered to the point where it's either going to be one or the other. Very few are out there where it's kind of like, you know, it's a toss up as to, you know, who's going to, who's going to win that one. Uh, but, you know, when, when you, when you think about the reality of what we need to do here and to come into uh, an election dealing with statewide elected officials, or in my case, county elected officials, People are, to, they will look, in Macomb County specifically, they will look to that candidate and make a determination, do they trust the candidate, are they authentic? And I think that's what happened even with the Donald Trump situation here, the race there. It wasn't because people went, oh my God, Donald Trump is such a wonderful person, he's great, we love him, he's the guy. No, they just got tired of the politics and they just said, you know what, we don't know that we trust the other person, so we're going to vote for this person because they're different mm -hmm. and because, you know what, they're going to challenge the status quo. You know, he wasn't the one that was, uh, was anointed by the Republican Party, so that was attractive to some people because they realized, okay, he's distanced himself from that, but also he's, he's not uh, going to be there as, uh, as part of the institution of, of government. So mm -hmm. I think that's what got him the victory, even though people probably didn't like him, you know, and by, myself included. I don't like the way he talks. I don't like the way he is, but you know what? You got to give him one thing. He's not a uh, part of the norm, you know, as to mm -hmm. what, uh, what we expect and the media expects. Yeah. 
You're listening to Detroit Today. I'm Jake Neer, and right now we're talking with Macomb County Executive Mark Hackle. Um, before I let you go, I wanted to talk to you a little bit more closely to, to home um, regionally. Uh, you know, we are now sort of in the middle of uh, the, it's this in-between period between major elections and uh, one of the things obviously that went down last year was the issue about, uh, it was the RTA vote of regional transit and where we go in the future, obviously that was defeated last time around. I'm curious what your hopes are for the future of that. Do you think that, um, that there is a good way forward uh, and, and is it sort of the RTA model that was presented to voters last time around? Yeah, and it can't be a top-down and I say that for this reason. I think what happened was somebody decided this is what the plan was going to be, pushed it down and tried to get the voters to buy into that. You can't do that. you got to listen to the people and I kept trying to warn them, Macomb County, although they do believe in the purpose, they did not believe in the plan and there's a distinct difference. I mean, we've always believed in the purpose and I say that because we're the only county that does not have an opt-out when it comes mm -hmm. to SMART. We're the only one that has. In fact, even the city of Detroit opted out through legislation to have their own which was DDOT. And so there are some areas within Wayne County that have opt-outs. There are also other areas in Oak County that have opt-outs. Macomb County has not. We supported the millage mm. through and through, year after year. And in fact, even when they had an enhancement to the millage to, to you know, enhance their fleet or build, uh, buy new buses, we supported that as well. So Macomb County believes in the purpose, but it was the plan. And what you got to be is authentic and you got to be upfront and honest. People thought there was more in this that was going to be costly that had no benefit to them. And so with that, they said no overwhelmingly. So people get upset about it thinking you guys should have out there you should have supported well I'm not going to support something mm. that the public didn't have input into and wanting to create or design and I'm telling you that's even from the local level from local elected officials who weren't supporting it were behind it so I think what they need to do and I've talked about it before and we are now talking in fact just this morning I talked to Warren Evans and had conversation with him about where do we go from here it needs to be a plan that's developed from the people and moved forward to the regional transit authority mm. to come up with an idea as to how do we put it on a ballot and what that means is it's got to have something in it for everyone. And uh, with that being said, how do we look at maybe uh, migrating systems like DDOT and, uh, and merging SMART? And then uh, looking at the, the, I guess if you will, what was uh, uh, paid for on behalf of the private sector enhancing the system. So I think progressively we can get somewhere because 5, 10, 15 years now with autonomous vehicle, Ubers, we have no idea. You and I sitting here today where we're going to be at 5, 10, 15 years from now. But I'm going to venture a guess. It's certainly not going to be fast buses on fast lanes driving through our roadways here in uh, in the southeast Michigan. It's going to be far different than what we even anticipate or think. Mm -hmm. But I mean, how do isn't this a fundamental problem with something like the, a regional transit authority in that concept where like you said there has to be something in it for everyone. Almost inherent in regionalism is that some people in the region are going to be in some ways subsidizing something for other people in the region for the betterment of the whole region. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you really have to show someone that even it's really a question of direct benefit or indirect benefit, right? And so, you know, I mean, it's harder, it's a harder sell to tell people this is going to be good for property values, things like that, as opposed to, well, okay, so we're going to be serving Detroit more than we are Northern Macomb County. I mean, um, it sounds like that is a extremely high hurdle to get over for something like this. Sure, but what you have to do now is you have to stop and think about it, put yourself in the shoes of those that are making that decision, maybe in Macomb County, where uh, you know it's not just about regional transit. If you think about what happened with the Great Lakes Water Authority, you think about the Cobo. Mm -hmm. Cobo model is a great thing. There are people that mm -hmm. don't support it but did. The Cobo investment is 
isn't in Macomb County. We talk about the zoo. We supported it, but the investment isn't in Macomb County. Uh, we talk about you know what was happening with that Great Lakes Water Authority and the challenges of not being transparent, not being able to talk about it while we were going through it. That really set some people back. We talk about the roads and road funding with Act 51, where we're mm. a donor county. Right. I mean, everything you're talking about as it adds up and builds upon has been something where you're continuously being the one who's giving more, giving more, giving more, and getting less. People tend to sit back and say, wait a minute, time out. So this has had a tremendous impact on the voter mindset in Macomb County, but some want to look at it as, well, it's just regional transit, let's isolate that and talk about it. We should be fair even though you're giving more. Mm. But if you're going to continuously do that, take money from people that you know are not getting a direct benefit or maybe at some point in time a better benefit from it, they're going to finally shut down and say, no, that's not going to happen. Mm. And then you see the debacles that happen you know, during this process that are reported upon. You know, When they support the Detroit Institute of Arts and then they find out that they're giving these pay raises to the folks that are working out there, that's upsetting. And I mean, it's disappointing. And what that does is it really marginalizes the opportunity for you know other projects to get support. Mm. You know, what just happened, even with the RTA, you know, finding out what happened with the leadership there and the challenges that that faced and now having to cut ties with the individual. That's a major setback in the minds and the eyes of the voters. So it's very, I think it's, I think it's uh, disingenuous to discount that mm-hmm. and to say, well, come on, folks, you know, you should support this even though you're not getting the most benefit out of it. When time after time after time after time, they're hearing that same thing and they keep dulling the money out, but they're not seeing a direct benefit. But isn't there isn't there something to be said for the proponents of the, the RTA last time around who said there needs to be more leadership to tell people why this will benefit them even if it's not on the surface? Yeah, and I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. As I'm sitting here today, I asked the question, you tell me what it is that I should have told the voters in Macomb mm-hmm. County when I've got the East Point mayor where that directly comes through saying, no way, that's not going to enhance what's going on on, on Gratiot Avenue. You talked to the Sterling Heights mayor who said there was one person that came out here and explained to me what that's going to do to enhance what's happening in Macomb, in Macomb County and Sterling Heights. We're talking about the South End, the Warren mayor. There was nobody in the South End of Macomb County that would have had a, more of a direct benefit according to those that wanted me to force this issue upon mm-hmm. the voters in Macomb County that even the local leaders at the, at the local level were not supporting and we're not pushing forward on. So I find it interesting when somebody brings that up and they bring that question to me saying, you needed to be more out front on it. When I had no one, no one in Macomb County that could give an answer as to what is it I tell them that's going to help them, but that's right. going to enhance their lives and it's a, it's a direct benefit and it's something we need to do. When every one of them were saying, no, this isn't going to happen. We don't like this. So I, I find it interesting and I want to say as well because we're, we're not being regional. That couldn't be further from the truth. Mm. Macomb County has always supported the DIA, the, the zoo millage. We talk about the Great Lakes Water Authority. We finally got there. The only challenge I had with that was that there was a gag order not allowing me to do what I'm doing right now and be public and have conversation right. about something while it was taking place. That never happened during any of these other regional conversations or talks. And the fact that we supported early on the whole system that was supposed to be the regional transit, SMART, and everyone else decided to opt out but Macomb County when it happened. So I think it's I think it's an unfair, if you will, um, a kind of an attack on Macomb County's voters when they're saying this thing failed because of Macomb County. Mm-hmm. When they haven't really taken a good look at the history, some of the issues that have taken place, and really it wasn't that they didn't support uh, the, 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 the purpose, it's the plan that really uh, wasn't, uh, wasn't sellable. So really quick, are you optimistic that there will be something, or do you hope that there will be something for voters to vote on either in 2018 or 2020? My first, uh, my first event where I was part of the Big Four was with Dave Bing at the mayor at that time, and uh, Bob Picano and Brooks Patterson, and uh, we were at Cobo, and uh, the Big Four talking during an economic uh, 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 luncheon that they had uh, during the auto show. And I sat up on that stage, and when they asked this question about regional transit, my response was very simple and very direct. I said, we are going to be competitive to some degree within this region. But as a region, 
We need to come together to compete with other regions around the globe, and the only way that we're really going to get past that is through regional transportation, and we need to make that happen. There's no different than what I said back then, mm. than what I'm saying right now. It has to happen, but the question is, what is the plan that's going to help us all agree upon to get it moving forward? And uh, those conversations have never stopped. We're still having those conversations, and I mentioned earlier on, Warren Evans and I had a direct conversation up in Mackinac about this. Uh, myself, Mike Duggan, and uh, Brooks Patterson were on the phone probably about three, four weeks ago we had a conversation about this try to figure out how do we figure this out and what do we need to do so it's not something that happens overnight can't be something that's just kind of thrown uh, at people and they're going to just have to accept and if they don't people walk away from it and say oh you you failed us and uh, this wasn't workable well we need to rethink that it didn't work why didn't it work you know we got to figure out how to get people to want it if I could take a second I I tend to I, I admire people that are very good at getting people to understand what's in it for them and uh, you know why it's beneficial a guy like Steve Jobs Steve Jobs mm -hmm. was a guy when he sold something uh, like an iPhone you know what, it's an incredible thing, but you know, when he got up on a stage and he started talking about it, people felt like, you know what, I have to have this thing. I've got mm -hmm. to buy this. And he would have people standing in line waiting for the next iPhone to come out so they could buy the thing. That's what we have to do if we're going to get people to part with their money through millages or taxes to say, you know what, I can buy into it because I have to have that. It enhances my life and it's a benefit to everyone around me as well. So I think we can get to that point and uh, be more than happy to be one of those spokespersons on behalf of it, but it's gotta be something that I know is going to really enrich people's lives in a way that's uh, that's different and affordable for, for, for most. Sure. Uh, Macomb County Executive Mark Hackle, thank you so much for joining us today on Detroit Today. Thank you for having me, appreciate it.